Welcome to Beyond the Shadows. I'm your host, Brandy. And I'm Justin. So what's up? Oh, man. So much. It feels like it's happened since our last episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh my God. A lot has happened. I had uh, I had to like, kind of cram the last four days and really research a lot to get this one covered because it just kind of got away from me this time. Like, I just had so much going on. Mm-hmm. But I got it, and I have a really good story to share today, so I'm super excited to get to that. Good, good. Oh, uh, last episode, we talked about The Evil Dead Rise. I did go see it. That was really, really, really good. Um, I was, like, the only person in the theater that laughed when... Oh, well, I'm going to spoil this for anyone who hasn't seen it. But there's this scene in the hallway where she's, like, standing at the door, and you can see her through the eye hole. And then, like, you forget that the old man is like still out there and then like all of a sudden she just gets blown away by the gun and she just like goes flying out of frame <clears throat> i don't know <laughs> that one that one just really got me i thought it was funny there is a lot of uh good parts uh speaking of evil dead we were talking yesterday about uh evil dead one and two and i was like because it's been a while since i've seen it but i was like if i remember correctly it's like the first part is like uh of two is just like they redo one and then it goes into the next part of two. And then you were like, no, it's a recap. Like so at the I beginning. Wa- yeah. So I watched it today. Again, I watched it because I just got those VHSs and uh I had a copy of it, so I wanted to watch it. So I watched it. And uh so the first 15, 20 minutes, yeah, it does go over what happened at the beginning and it reshows it all. But it's not like the movie at all because it's only Ash and his girl out there. Yeah, no, it was really like the first time I watched it, I watched it with Chris and we were both so really it is, confused. It's like the I looked it up and they said it's like a sequel, but it's more like a requel. Yeah, like a recap and then a little yeah, bit but, of what happened after. But it's not really a recap because they took out like a lot of the people and the things and then it was just like they were there, boom, it happened. You know what I mean? There was no build up, no nothing. Yeah, that's true. Like, you definitely, I feel like you really need to see the first one before you watch the second one. Uh, So, I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, Last week was crazy, so I came home last week, and um, I was going up the steps. It was just me here. I got home early, I believe, and I was going to play guitar, and uh, I was walking up the steps. I was on the phone with mom, talking to her. And uh, I look down and there's a bunny in the house. Oh, my God. On the steps in the corner. Did you what? What kind of witchcraft is that? And yeah, what happened was I had to finally get the door fixed. So Mike couldn't come oh. in and out. Mike the cat. <laughs> uh, Mike brought a bunny home. And then the day before that, Mike brought a dead bird home. Oh, tried to give it to me. Then I came home this other part or the same day as the bunny. And then I found a dead mouse outside, like on the back when you walk out of the house. It was just sitting there for me. And then the next morning I came up and there were just feathers all over the porch. My cats don't bring me shit. 
my cat is killing the whole neighborhood yeah it sounds like it (laughs) and it is crazy but yeah so i had to shut the door so now they can no longer go in and out when they want to go out they have to scratch at the door like the dogs and then i let the cats out because they 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 have litter boxes inside actually really cool uh like robotic expensive dude he must be doing a lot of killing because i read that cats um they they'll eat uh, or they won't eat one out of three kills. So, like, out of three kills, they'll eat two of them, and then they'll leave one. So, out of all of the stuff oh, he's bringing a... you, there's, like, two in between all of the ones that you're getting. There's, like, right now, if I were to go outside, I just, when I took the dogs outside, uh, there's just a f- dead bird. <laughs> it looks like it was maybe swooping or climbing, like the cat ate it, but it didn't eat it. It just, like, punctured its lungs or something and then left it. Uh, the, my cats did kill a little snake, but they didn't bring it to me. I happened to step on it in the yard and it was missing a head. So I was like, oh, the cats definitely got this. Yeah, Mike uh, brought a snake in one time when I was in the garage. To I get would to me. freak the fuck out. Oh, I did. I like, <laughs> no, thank you. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Mike Tyson is he's wild. He's a wild guy. He's, he's a, a fighter. Yeah, he really is. He really is. <laughs> And I feel bad that he's killing all these things, but at the same time, cats going to be cats, right? That's right. I mean, that's just the nature of it. Yeah, do what you do. (laughs) So, uh, what else was I wanting to touch on? Oh, yeah. You want to let everybody know about the uh, email? Uh... We said we were making an email and that we would have it posted and people could send the stories for the idea that you came up with. Yes, that email. I think I hold on. I think I made it. You did. It's beyond the shadows. Oh, I did. Wow. Okay, great. I made that it. Gmail is what you told me. <laughs> I believe. Uh, yeah. No, if I sent you the link to it, then it's. Done. I was like, I vaguely remembered it, but like I said, it's just so much has been going on in the last couple of weeks. Well, now let me pull it up because I don't know now. <laughs> The fact that you have, uh, yeah, okay. So uh, we have an email now. It's uh, beyond the shadows pod at gmail.com. So all the stuff where Brandy and me are like, hey, if this has happened to you, or write us your stories or any of this, or if you have any communication that you would like to have with us about any of the topics that we have talked about or future topics or just anything in particular, uh, yeah, there's an email. And if it's one or the other, you can just, in the subject, put Brandy or Justin or whatever, and only that person will look at it. And I really, really, really want to hear your ghost stories and your spooky encounters, so you can address I, all of those to me. Yeah, I, I want to hear those too, <laughs> uh, because I really want to get that little like bonus episode rolling, because I would like to start putting out more than one every two weeks. I'm having I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm having the desire to get paranormal. Uh but now, if you do now, if you make that email, let's make sure now that we also make sure that let's go ahead and if you put whatever it is or if you if, if it is that thing that you're sending for uh, the bonus episodes, like your experience or like you want advice, uh, can you put in the subject, like if it's a ghost, put ghost, if it's cryptid, put cryptid, just so we can break them down easier for us in categories. That way, it's not us just going through a ridiculous amount of emails. Yeah, that was like if we have a topic, we can just like go through and search them instead of like reading. Well, I was just thinking like uh, when we do it, we can do like 
So say we have like a couple cryptids, a couple ghosts, and a couple uh, serial killers. I don't know. I'm just making something up. Well, we don't want to just do a whole episode and we only talk about ghost ones. So we pick like one of each, you know what I mean? But it's quicker because we already have them sorted. So we got them rotated and ready to go. Yeah, but if not, I mean, we'll use context clues, so no big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, <laughs> if you don't want to do like the one simple thing we ask you to do, then don't do it. Yeah, and we just go out of our way to you just to pick up the slack. Trying to be so nice, and you're just such a jerk to people. No, that's. I think that's a very simple request. But uh, yeah, so now we have a rabbit called Beelzebunny. Oh my god. I love that Bo. I call him Beelzebub. Yeah. Well, Haley came up with the name. And it's Beelzebunny. I love that. Uh, it eats a lot. It just eats. It's all it does. It's like a little whore or a cow, <laughs> a little cow. I was about to say horse, not whore. I was like, what do whores and eating have to do? It's like a whore. It's never satisfied. It's always hungry. <laughs> no, I was going to say horse, but then I was like, I don't know why the fuck I said horse. So I stopped saying it. And then I was like, all right, cow. They're like little cows. I'm like, so I'm like right here. If I look to my right, the door frame is right there and I have it open so the cats can get in and out. And the bunny is just staring into my soul while it eats. They're kind of creepy. They are in a way. They are. I think, I think um, I could be wrong on this, but, um, or maybe I just read it in a book, but they are uh, sometimes called witches hairs and like witches could possess rabbits or other animals and like could basically not like get them to do things, but kind of see through them so like spy on people yeah animals. you're not getting these rabbits to do shit man <laughs> <laughs> they are like you think like you ever heard that uh what is it uh herding cats the phrase herding cats no it's like that like because it's like you're always like you're like a cat herder like uh because like it's hard to keep a cat with other cats and every everybody herded him so you're just constantly like one gets away because cats are always doing their own thing. These bunnies are like that, but like 20 times more. They're just like, yeah. But they say online that rabbits are really smart, but. Is it the kind know. that gets really, really big? Uh, One's pretty big now. No, have you, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen the, like I the mean, giant I think, rabbits? I think the biggest this could get is like maybe 20 pounds. That's pretty, I mean, that's still pretty, pretty big. Pretty yeah, big. for a rabbit. Like a small cat. Or maybe that's a big cat. I don't. I don't know. I don't weigh cats, so I'm not really sure what the. Hold on, let's Google this. No, I'm just. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, Brandy, what did you learn last night about elephants? Oh my god. So we, uh, we, we, Emily and I went down and stayed with mom and them last night, because uh, Emily's going to a craft beer conference at a drop off at Charlotte. Uh, miss you. Ben's in here with me today because he's sad, and. Uh, yeah, we were outside talking and uh, just teaching Brandy some things. I feel, I still feel like that wasn't real. Like who? Someone's very good at Photoshop. I've never seen. And they just went back and Photoshopped every photo. Dude, it's even on. You can go to <laughs> National Geographic pictures. Like that's such bull. Maybe I've only seen male elephants, but I feel like I've seen. Like, See, that was that was my thought. Uh, is that maybe like because we we're like, ooh, boobs make us feel uncomfortable. We don't know how to address them or whatever as a society. That's why we have to cover them. Uh, we will only ever show male elephants. But, but like with even that being on said, like the national. How about geographic... you explain what we're talking about? Yeah, like okay, so female elephants have boobs, 
And like, I know what you're saying. Like, oh, of course they do. Like, they have to like no, breastfeed. Like, they have honkers. Okay. Like, they are gigantic. And their cleavage spot. They're, they're like, it's like they went to a doctor. Yeah. And got them in. <laughs> yeah. Like implants. Yeah. Like, it's unreal. Maybe that's what they're doing at circuses now to bring people. Oh, look behind you. There's an elephant on Scooby Doo on the TV. They're. <laughs> And they do not have boobs. They do not have boobs. That's, but that's, that's the thing. That's really so, funny. So I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about it. And they were saying, hey, I think I found another uh, Mandela effect. And they're like, but maybe I'm wrong. Does any, has anyone ever noticed this? And then I was like, what the, what the hell do you mean? So I Googled it. And I was like, no, I've I've never seen an elephant with boobs. But apparently, if you Google it. There are hundreds and thousands of pictures and they're everywhere and they always have them and you can even see them on big I don't it's crazy. It's super crazy. But yeah, oh there's another elephant. <laughs> if I still worked at the tattoo shop, I would ask somebody who gets like cuz like people come in and they would get like animal tattoos and stuff and I would love mm-hmm. to ask someone who like got an elephant tattoo cuz clearly like they would be someone who loves that animal. Like, did you oh. know? <laughs> so speaking of elephants uh sorry this kind of subject dr west from our last episode remember him so uh he ended up he's actually kind of notorious for killing an elephant uh he just sounds like a terrible person they were doing this experiment they were showing that like with lsd like what you could do and they were doing it on the elephant it was actually in a newspaper and everything Cause it was in public, like it was put, it was out there and they dosed it so much that the elephant just like laid down, died and was oh like, high, and they just stopped. but they, I mean, you know, animal rights back then were anything. And it was a big joke and everyone laughed about it, but yeah, look into that. Dr. West kills elephant. This guy's a sick fuck people. I we got to put him. Wait, he's probably already dead now. I think. Let me look. I'll check later. <laughs> All righty. So what is today's episode about? I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing us talk. About ghost. Us. What do you mean ghost? Not the band. Um, ghost. Oh, oh, oh. Spirits. Oh. Otherworldly entities. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I saw Ghost one time when they opened for Iron Maiden. I wanted to see them when they came through with Twin Temple. And mm-hmm. I was really sad because I missed, I missed the show by like three days. I had no idea it was happening. And then, um, but it was okay because I got to see Twin Temple the following year with Bridge City Center. So it was, it all worked out. I, uh, I never liked Ghost. And then uh, when I saw them with Iron, because I always thought it was like, it looks heavier than it is and blah, blah, blah. But then when I saw them open for Iron Maiden, uh, I was, I kind of showed up in the middle of it because I wasn't going to see it and then ended up watching it and saw the whole like spectacle of it and the mockery of the religious aspects. And, and then I was like, you know what, this is like kind of groovy. It's like, they're getting something out there. Even if they're doing it in a way that like, because if it was really heavy, it wouldn't be out there in the pop culture. It would be like shunned, but because they do it in such a way, they're able to like kind of sneak it under the radar to like manipulate these young kids into worshiping Satan. A lot of people call them satanic ABBA. And it's yeah, so yeah, funny yeah. because like, I'll be online and I'll see a video and it's got a ghost song in the background. And like, I'll go to the comments and it'll be someone who's commenting and they'll say like, I'm Christian, but I love ghost. And it's just so funny to me because I'm like, <laughs> you, you guys are, you're Christian, but like you love a band that's singing sacrilegious lyrics about your God. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, ghosts, not the band, but the people. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, spirits. They have long been a fascination and fear for people throughout history. Um, Some people even claiming to have the ability to speak with these entities. And so um, they would try through various means. My personal favorite being seances. So do you know what a seance is? Yeah, seance. It was, uh, I believe that was an R&B group from the early 90s. Incorrect. I mean, that might, you might be. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, Seance would be like where a group of people get together. And like, if you have someone that you're trying to reach out to that has passed, but maybe you have a, like a question that was never answered or you didn't get that final goodbye, they, they use it as a way to like reach out and to get some type of closure. Yeah. And it's usually, I guess, like a person that is used as like a conduit or something, uh, whatever the word is, where their ch- channels through them. Their yeah. Energy. So um, a seance is a meeting at which people attempt to make contact with the dead. It's usually performed with or through a medium or clairvoyant. And typically a seance is conducted in a semi-dark or total dark room. Um, they usually begin with a spiritual prayer to enhance the spiritual positivity of the space. And then everyone will gather in a circle and join hands in order to maintain a flow of energy between the group. And that is typically how a seance is performed. Okay. Yeah. So the art of communicating with the dead is an ancient one. And there's even stories of it in the Bible. I'm not saying that that is a credible story. I'm just pointing out that it's in there. Um, So you are saying the Bible is no, absolutely not quite the contrary um but there is a really interesting story in the old testament that has been removed from the new testament and that is the story of the witch of endor and that is found in um again the old testament first samuel chapter 28 verse 3 through 25 and the witch of endor is a sorceress who was visited by saul after samuel's death and he asked her to like conjure up the spirit of samuel so he could be told his fortunes and it said that she did conjure up something but they don't know uh um so he goes to her and asks her to conjure up the spirit of samuel to tell him his fortunes and the witch reminds him like i can't do that you you made that illegal and all of this and he like promises her like oh nothing will happen to you if you do this for me like pretty please do this for me and so she does it Mm -hmm. and she conjures up a spirit and he prophesizes that him and his sons will die in battle like the next day because the israelites were at war with the philistines and so some uh there's oddly there's some debate uh, against oddly enough there is some debate amongst christian mythologists enthusiasts um and that is one she did not summon the spirit of samuel and because she you can't do that that is like the devil's work and um, so it obviously wouldn't have been Samuel. And the other thought is that she really did summon up the spirit of Samuel. So, uh, yeah, not saying that that story is credible. I just thought that that was like one of the earliest mentions of like people conjuring up spirits and or spirits and having a seance. Man, that'd be so cool if that was like a thing or just go over and like how like you used to log in like AOL back in the day. 
you would just like go over like link up to something and then you could just contact all your like dead homies or family or whatever yeah well <laughs> so the popularity of seances grew dramatically with the founding of spiritualism in the 19th century do you know what spiritualism is uh i know that it had something to do with like a mixture of christianity and uh occultism yeah so um but i'm not sure what it is besides i mean i've heard it on, talked about during the time period with other things but i don't know enough about it to like teach you yeah so it was kind of a little bit of like science and astrology and the paranormal coming together and that's kind of what gave us spiritualism and it was a social religious movement in the late 18th and early 19th century in which people believed one's individual awareness or consciousness would continue on after death and could be contacted by the living. So spiritualists viewed the spirit world as a place that one's spirit could continue to evolve. It wasn't just this dead static space. And so there are two main beliefs in spiritualism, and that is one, the spirit world does exist, and that's where people's spirits go when they die, and two, mm -hmm. that they can be contacted by the living. Okay. Yeah, so um, that is pretty much spiritualism. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about... So essentially, to be a spiritualist, you just have to believe that there's an afterlife, and that's where people go when they die. Pretty much. Those are the two... I mean, they have other beliefs, but those are the two main beliefs in spiritualism. Okay. Yeah, so um, in today's uh, episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the people who performed seances people who attended seances and some people who will just think they were bullshit. Yeah. I kind of feel like with them there came like, cause it was like unpopular opinion. <laughs> I feel like I feel, and this is like, I just came up with this right now. So don't laugh at me and I don't judge anyone that does this, but like only fans, right? everyone's like oh, okay like there's like a specific type of person that always talks about their thing or have it and i feel like seances back then were like the only fans for ladies what they are yeah now. well um that's a that like <laughs> that's a really thing. good point because at this point uh women's rights movements were happening and like you know women were wanting that respect and that equality and so being a medium or a clairvoyant gave that women these freedom because normal things like women babbling and like going on and on and acting crazy and just like those sort of things that mediums would do would get a woman like locked up and you know uh what's the word institute yeah, yeah. like you know committed <clears throat> yeah, yeah and so spiritualism was uh it was really geared toward women yeah, it seems like there was a lot of women pushing in the movement. Yeah, so upon my research, I found, um, surprisingly, that a lot of famous people throughout history had performed or attended seances. Do you know of any? Famous women who attended or... Uh, That's okay. No. Don't strain yourself. So uh, Mark Twain... Frederick Douglass and Queen Victoria all attended seances and Mark Twain, who is an American author, actually wrote an account of his, um, a seance that he'd have that. What? Nothing. What are you, Keep why going. are you making those faces? 
Because you keep punching oh, the mic. Oh, am I? I'm not even... I. You're like, bang, every time you move your hand. You're I have like, to bang, be hitting a cord bang. or something. You're, you're hitting something that's no, you're doing it. it vibrate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how much you're hitting it. <laughs> okay, See? I'll let me go back. Okay, so right. Mark Twain, American Arthur, actually wrote an account in his 1883 memoir, Life on the Mississippi, of a seance that he had had after a friend's uncle had passed away, in which they had tried to make contact with his friend's uncle, but they didn't. They made contact with someone, but they didn't know. They never got a name. And um, I didn't really want like, I'm not going to include the whole conversation. Like, what would they? I like they're like, like, hello, uncle. Yeah. Well, apparently, what is it? I think they've been murdered and they were trying to, like, I don't know why I have that accent. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) That's not how you talk, probably. He had been murdered. Well, I think um, I read that he had been murdered and they were trying to contact him to, like, see. So, like, we need to solve this case. And then the other guy was like, well, let's just give him a little ring a ding up on the Yeah. So, um, Mark Twain had new of a, a medium from years before and so when his friend died he reached out to this person he was like hey could you come do a seance for my friend he like needs your help if pump 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 the brakes if you or someone you know is a medium <laughs> please reach out to us <laughs> yeah please reach out to us by email we would love to uh, have you on the podcast maybe even do a little uh seance of oh my god own. that'd be so cool all right, now back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, yeah. So um, they made contact with someone, but it was not his friend's uncle. And uh, the conversation, I mean, it wasn't really anything super exciting or spooky. It was just like yes and no answers to their questions. And their questions weren't really all that great. Like they tried to get deep with the ghost, but when they asked really complex questions, they would get no response. And so they had to keep it they simple. they say ghosts are stupid. Well, I, I don't know, but I imagine communicating what do they say like the they're like oh yeah they spell incorrectly and like they're like that's why like when you're uh doing the ouija board you got to be careful because like it might look like it says one thing but a lot of times they just don't know how to spell right well what are words to them like what if something in the spirit world was never human and you're communicating with it and it's just like haha shapes what are words that's a good question and when you say tree how do you actually know that tree means tree besides that's what you're being told? <laughs> what does tree what mean for you? And everything we say is just us casting spells. That's it. And that's why they say words hold power because some words actually do. <laughs> Very good question. Yeah, so um, their conversation... It didn't, it wasn't very exciting, but this next little bit surprised me. And I was too young to remember this, but you're a little older, so you might remember this. I was only 10 at the time. Um, so it got announced on February 27th of 2003 that there was going to be a televised pay per view showing of a program called Spirit of Diana. And it was an interview to die for. Princess Diana speaks from the grave. And for fourteen ninety five, you could watch them contact the dearly deluxe. Oh dear, <laughs> dearly deluxe. Yeah, what are you, you selling it? Okay, you're like get the new deluxe was, whopper uh, over here at BK. Like, yeah, I got into it and then I got lost in it. So I did not remember that about Princess Di at all. 
But then once you said it, I kind of did remember it because I know we had DirecTV at that time. Yeah. So in this interview, it was led by a husband and wife psychic team, Craig and Jane Hamilton Parker. Um, Can we talk about that? Have you noticed that like almost all psychic teams in the 90s or 80s and were all husband usually and came wife? out later to be all bullshit? Yeah, and they pretty much all I'm, anyway i just thought that was funny it's always like that it's like how do you meet you're like you just we just live in a we're magical so world. good at lying like, oh to God. each other we, we decided we could lie together to the world <laughs> yeah exactly I, yeah That's i guess it is so um yeah in this interview they go to paris and london um and they conduct two seances pretty much and try to contact the late princess diana and um, when they go to Paris, they actually go to the tunnel that Princess Diana had passed away in where they had the accident and they recreate like driving mm-hmm. through the tunnel. They get out and ask questions and um, they said they make contact with her. Um, they had a lot of questions about Dodie Fay, which was her boyfriend at the time. And he also passed away in that car with her and her driver and Oh, that's a whole oh, yeah. other episode, <laughs> homie. Yeah, so um, they were asking <laughs> questions. They were really interested in her relationship with Dodie and how she felt about him. And um, people, when they heard about this, they were really upset. They thought it was tacky, tasteless, like really upset. They were like this. They could they could not believe that this was going to be on TV. So here oh, is absolutely. my thing. It is kind of tacky. Because it's like, it's cool that people want to reach out and like communicating, but this was done specifically for her just because of who she was, what it was. And I'm sure everything was like, what were they like when they contacted her? They're like, the first thing she would like to say is, and it's like, God bless the queen. She still (laughs) serves the queen. In some ways, like, like, I feel like that probably could have been really hurtful to her sons, like seeing that and like being like, Maybe that's why they're so <laughs> fucking annoying. You gotta watch the new South Park oh, yeah, man. They do a whole special it. on that guy and his his new wife. It's like we just want to be left alone. Leave us alone. And then like all they do is bitch about how they don't want anybody to like give them any special treatment. But all they do is try to get special treatment and notice with everything they do. So yes, yeah, it's, it's funny. You gotta watch it. All right, back to your story. The producers came out. And said that it was actually going to be very wholesome. And it kind of was like they asked her about Dodie Faye and she said that she was very in love with him and they had planned to get married before the accident and that she spent a lot of her time with Dodie watching over the boys. And so it was kind of wholesome. And um, it was said that Diana was very open minded and she spent a lot of time with psychics. So it was only natural that they try to contact her this way. And that was true. Um, Diana had her own personal astrologer for six years. So she had someone reading her signs and her chart and predicting things for her. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. (laughs) I mean, I knew that she was supposed to be very... uh open-minded and a lot more liberal than the rest of them and that was like why i mean when you're living amongst reptilian aliens like uh, how (laughs) open-minded you gotta be (laughs) lizard people yeah right yeah so um 
they televised a seance of Princess Diana around the world, which I thought was pretty cool. And now I want to talk about the ladies that brought the occult to the White House. The White House. The White House. Yeah, like a bunch of them. Uh, A lot of the first ladies were super into that shit. I bet I bet these are the same fucking it's gonna be like one of the same ones who are probably pushing like the parental advisory stickers or fucking ban or the, the big anti drug campaigns of them, and ah, stuff. One of them was. Cause it's always the ones that like want to tell you how to live their life or your life that are also doing the things oh, that they're telling absolutely. you or like Yeah. Bad. So some of our first ladies weren't so skeptical of the occult and many of them partaked in seances, palmistry and astrology. So spiritualism attracted many of our first ladies, including Jane Pierce, Mary Todd Lincoln, Edith Wilson, Florence Harding, and Nancy Reagan, who was said to have had a medium on payroll. Okay. Yeah. So That'd be cool if we could find the document. So some of these um, stories of why these women were into the occult, though, was very, very sad. So um, the story of Jane Pierce, she actually. Well, thank you for bringing down. Oh, absolutely. Leave it to me. Um, (laughs) So the story of Jane Pierce, she was the first um, known white up. She was the first known first lady occultist that came to bear the nickname, the shadow in the White House. And she was said to have lived in a permanently depressed state after surviving her son, Benny, who had died in a tragic train accident at only the age of 11. And so this weighed down on her. It filled her with guilt and anxiety. And she attempted to get his spirit to come to her by addressing him in an emotional letter and begging him, please return to me so that I may repent for my motherly shortcomings, which is super sad. It really is, man. That's like my biggest, like with movies and stuff. Like I hate watching stuff where kids die or like your kid dies, like the main character. Or uh, I just can't imagine getting through that. I mean, I'm already in like a get pretty depressive states at times. So I can't imagine having like some real actual heavy shit like that. Jesus Christ. Well, her story is very, very similar to Mary Todd Lincoln and uh, Mary Todd Lincoln and Abraham Lincoln, they lost their son, Willie, at the age of 11 to typhus fever. And so um, after this, Mary was inconsolable. She was very depressed. It was said that the only times that she was happy or smiling is when that she was in the red room and they were having a seance and she was speaking to her son. And so that was not an uncommon thing back then, right? No, people, spiritualism was pretty like. No, no. I mean, like dying of typhoid oh yeah no that was like yeah that happened that's what's crazy is that you would think and i always assumed because you see it in these like movies that like uh retail history or whatever and they talk about these things uh it's never like now how we're like heartbroken and sad because it's just kind of like what it was expected like i feel like if they live longer that's why it's crazy to me because i would have assumed that they would have been like a little sad but at the end of the day been like well i mean what did we expect you know what i mean But that's, yeah, that's interesting. So while um, Mary Todd Lincoln and Abraham Lincoln resided in the White House, there were eight recorded seances that took place in the Red Room, and President Lincoln did attend a few of them. And it was said that Mary Todd Lincoln often sought out 
the help of the Fox sisters on many occasions. Do you know who the Fox sisters are? Uh, I believe they are the sisters of Fox Mulder. Oh, wrong again. That was the X-Files joke. Oh, I didn't I I didn't watch that. I want to watch it. I think I was too young though to get into that when it was on TV. All right, guys. So uh the Beyond the Shadows is now looking for a, a new co-host. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so um do you know who the Fox sisters are? Nope. Well, they are pretty much the faces of spiritualism. Now, um, they are they are not the creators of spiritualism, but they are they play a like a very important key role in like the creation of it and the acceleration of it throughout the 19th century. They're late okay. 18th, early 19th century. They're like big promoters. Yeah, they pretty much like they put it on the map. Like they made it known. And were so- they lookers? <laughs> so the I don't I don't know what that means. Like were they very attractive? Were they oh, homely? Oh, um they had striking features. Okay, so um in 1848, the two younger sisters, Catherine, who goes by Kate, she was 11, and Margareta, who goes by Maggie, was 14. Um they were living in a house with their parents, John and Margaret who were um, pretty like they were religious people. They were Methodist, um, but their mother was said to be superstitious. Mm-hmm. And um, they lived in a house in Hadesville, New York. Um, Hadesville no longer exists, but it is uh, part of township of Arcadia in Waynes County, New York, which is just outside of Newark, which is where we're going later this week. Oh, it is. Yeah. So um, that house was uh, said to be of. So that house had a reputation for being haunted, and it was said to have been haunted by the spirit of a man named Charles B. Rosna, who was a peddler that had been murdered in the house five years prior to the girls being there. Well, I mean, it comes with the life, right? That's what happens when you peddle. I feel like a lot of people lived in haunted houses back in the day, though. Like you hear a bump and a knock and you're like, it's haunted. Call the priest. I'm still like that. I am too. (laughs) So um, the girls, they were pretty much playing tricks on their poor mom. It was said, and they would make these. Yeah, absolutely. Children, you know, Um, but the mom, she didn't think that they were clever. Like she pretty much, she were like, you girls are stupid. You can't trick me. And so she believed them. They, they would do these rappings and make these tapping sounds. And um, they had, when you said rappings, I just thought of these like two, just like straight up being like, (laughs) and now I'm thinking of Bob's burgers. Yeah, no, it wasn't that kind of rapping. Uh Um, but yeah, they so they made these wrappings, which were like knocks that would um, on the furniture and the walls. And their poor mother believed it. And she told the neighbors, the neighbors were like, no, we got to see. So the neighbors come over and they're the girls, you know, they're doing this for the neighbors. Uh, word gets around town and it it becomes like a huge thing. And people are constantly showing up at the house and so much that it starts to worry the parents so they send the girls away to go live with their older sister in uh rochester new york and their older sister's name was leah and leah um 
after having the girls for some time, like they thought maybe the haunting was, you know, exclusively at the house. Maybe it would stop once the girls were sent to go live with Leah, um, but it didn't. And so word got around to the people of Rochester and they were like, okay, well, we want to see it now too. So um, a couple in the community had just had a daughter who passed away and they were like, well, this is the perfect opportunity for these two girls to come show us their magic skills, you know, their abilities. Oh yeah. So this couple went and rented out um, one of like the biggest halls in Rochester and it was Corinthian hall mm -hmm. and it held, I think 400 people and everyone in the building had been there or at, everyone in the building had come to see the girls display their supernatural abilities. And um, this was the first paying public viewing of something like this for its time. Like, well, ever really. I mean, you got to so think this was though, man, they didn't have TVs or anything. They were probably bored shitless. They were like, fuck it. I don't care what it is. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, yeah, they really, at that time, they only had literature. They didn't have like anything really and like burning yeah yeah and, and i mean like, they, they would be like yo there's a hanging let's go watch this shit there's nothing else to do so i imagine this was like a good palate cleanser do you do you think that the term hungover comes from like the way you felt then the next day after you went to a hanging i don't know i don't know that's interesting i heard that somewhere i just can't remember where and i was like huh I'm going to ask that to somebody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did such a bad job at responding. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I'll ask somebody else. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, they, everyone in the hall that night agreed that they did hear like bumping and like knocks, you know, they heard noises, but there were people were still skeptical. Like not everyone believed them, but this major display, like this huge display in itself, pretty much skyrocketed the girls to fame overnight. Like they became famous very, very fast and they gained a lot of work from this. They traveled, they performed seances and um, for very, very well-known people like Mary Todd Lincoln. Um, but there were some skeptics and things did start to change for the sisters. Now, you know, if you as or every someone you know has been a part of a seance and you've been affected in a negative way and you need some advice, don't forget, you can always message us people who give bad advice so shoot us an email and help us start bonus episodes oh yeah so um kate of the three sisters was said to be the most talented of all of the sisters she could make full body apparitions appear on stage she could talk to one spirit while writing down a message from another spirit at the same time and she even claimed to have contacted the spirit of Benjamin Franklin. Whoa. So girl, girl was like popping off with the supernatural skill. She's like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. So yeah, she was really, uh, she was on fire. And um, so, um, but you know, as all good things come to an end, it started to, for the girls, it started to fall apart. She a died? Little bit. No, oh. no, no, no. But some troubles did befall her. So um, one of the sisters, Maggie, there was a man who was trying to court her and his name was Elijah, or this might be pronounced Alicia. It's E-L-I-S-A-A or S-H-A. 
That's like Elisha, right? I think so. I'm bad with names, y'all. So um, Elijah Kent, he was said to be very. There's another one star rating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Elijah Kent, uh, he was said to be very fond of Maggie. Um, But get this. Not only was he like so in love with her, he was also the number one person in her life trying to disprove her. He constantly accused her and her sisters of being frauds. And he begged Maggie to give up the occult, convert, become Catholic, and marry him, which she eventually did. She like gave it all up. She's like, I'm done with this. I'm going to be with this man who doesn't respect me or my beliefs. And she just was, you know, she was happy um, for five years until he died. And then she started drinking a lot. And she, um, I found one, I found two accounts of this. So one article said that she went back to spiritualism and she moved in with her sister Leah Mm -hmm. but I don't think that that one's correct um, because upon further investigation um, I I don't think she ever returned to spiritualism or performing any kind of supernatural things so Maggie started drinking a lot and things are just pretty much done for her she had fallen out with her sisters if it's real think about it like you can't just turn something like that off probably so like she probably like yeah I'll give it up for you but Ooh, like she's just you know gonna what? be seeing it all the time but she's like doing it for this guy I mean if it is real that could be why she fell to drinking maybe she had to be like shit faced to n- numb it or null it to where that's it a good theory her. I didn't think about that one so um yeah so one of the sisters is out of it so Maggie she's not doing so well it's just Leah and Kate now but for Leah and Kate business is still booming and eventually they tour the UK and things are really great for Leah and Kate for a while Mm -hmm. Um, Kate ends up meeting a man who's also a spiritualist Um, they got married and they would do seances and spiritual spiritualist practices together and then um, after eight years of marriage he died and she kind of follows in the footsteps that Maggie took and she begins drinking a lot like her sister. And so she's not doing so hot, but um, Leah is still doing pretty well for herself. Like she ends up marrying a banker. um, So she's pretty well off. And um, though, you know, what's interesting though, is I didn't find anything that said that Kate or Maggie tried to contact their late husbands. Um, And I just thought that that was really interesting because like if you could, wouldn't and you? they're not there. Would, Ooh, like, would you? Plot twist. What if the real reason they're drinking is not because they can't subdue the visions, but because they spent their whole life pretending that they could contact the dead. And now that they actually have someone who they love and is dead, they know how f- much of a fraud they are because they can't even contact the one person they want to talk to. See, that wasn't that's a thought I had. I was like, maybe they're drinking because they know they can't do it and they'll never speak to them again. Cause it's like if you had that ability, how sad could you be? Like you 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 have something, you you have a gift that not everybody apparently has. Some people, you know, are chosen, which a lot of people did come out during this time. Like while the girls were rising to fame, a lot of other spiritualists were coming out and people were claiming to have this gift. And so um during the early 19th century, you do see a rise of mediums, psychics, psychics, and clairvoyance. Yeah, but you could also probably attribute that too, just to like, oh shit, these two chicks are making a lot of money. Like, and they're just traveling and talking. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like that could look like an, uh, a, a good business venture, especially if you're like a smooth talker and you're like quick on your feet. Well, think of it. I mean, these girls were children. Like they were 11 and 14 years old when they started doing this. And so if you start something that young and you're, you're like able to trick people, like think of uh, all the time from like, you know, for 11 to 21, all that time you've got to perfect and get mm-hmm. better and just that better sly of hand or something. So like, yeah, they, they could have just been making it all up. I agree. <clears throat> so yeah, everything. Um, so yeah, Maggie and Kate, they are not doing so hot. They're drinking their life away. But Leah, she's still doing pretty good. And that was up until October 21st, 1888, when an interview with Maggie was published in a popular magazine called New York World, where she comes out and says, we made it all up. I knew it. They always do that. They always turn on each other. You're like, what? Girl, what are you doing? So, yeah, she's like, we made it up. It was all tricks. We put fishing line on apples. And we'd put it on one side of the room and pull our finger and then drop our hands so the apple would fall and make knocks. They would, uh, the table knockings, they called them wrappings. Uh, she said that they could crack their joints and knuckles really loudly. And that's what some of the knocks would be that people would hear. And so, yeah, she was just, um, she was exposing the shit out of them. And she was like, fuck you guys. If I can't be happy. Nobody's going to be happy. That's crazy. And then. Yeah, so the sisters, they were furious, and they quickly fell. Just as fast as they rose, they fell. And so one year later, Maggie came back, and she tries to recant the statement, saying, I was lying about lying. I am really psychic. I'm special. I was just mad at my sisters. Yeah, and so I know what you're thinking. Uh, well, it's all made up, right? Like she came out and well, said, it I was mean, all it could up. be real because like, I know for a fact, sisters will lie on you. Well, what if mad. I told you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You used <laughs> to do it all Hannah. the time. I'm talking about you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you used to get me in trouble all the time with f- fictitious stuff. I don't remember that. Anyways, back to the story. Don't interrupt. That's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, what if I told you that she might have actually had a really good reason for doing what she did the first time and saying that it was all made up? Okay. So Maggie was really, really pissed at her sisters and other big spiritualists at the time because they had all come out against her and called her an unfit mother because of her excessive drinking. And so Maggie was like, me, I'm unfit. Fuck you guys. I'm going to wreck your whole careers. And so that's exactly what she did. That, I mean, there's nothing more probably, I guess, bad for a mom than to be called out for being a bad mom. So, yeah. 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 No, she did not. She did not take kindly to that. And so she was like, all right, I got something for y'all. And she, she pretty much put them in their place, but took herself and her credibility uh, down with her. Um, yeah, so that is the story of the Fox so sisters. That's the Fox sisters. Yeah, and even though, um, even through all of that scandal, spiritualism continued to thrive, and even today, um, there are more than 100 spiritualist churches in the United States. Really, there are more than 300 in the United Kingdom, and hundreds of others spread out in more than 30 countries throughout the world. Oh wow! 
I didn't even know that was still a thing. I'll have to look into it some more then. I thought it was just like a small thing that like kind of died off back then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I would love to look up and probably like visit a spiritualist church and just kind of like learn more about their beliefs and mm-hmm. like kind of like the stuff that they do. But, uh, what do you think? Do you think that it's possible that people could have the gift of clairvoyance and, and speaking to the, to the dead? Uh, I don't know. Cause I've, it's hard to say. Cause like, I've never really seen anything or experienced it. Uh, but I, I like to think it's something that I would like to believe in. Well, I do think that there is some basis of truth on some of these people, like in their stories, mm-hmm. because the government and law enforcement does enlist the help from psychics and mediums in unsolved cases. And if you Google it, you can find articles of multiple psychics who have helped solve cases with law enforcement see now we need to do a follow-up episode to this because this all comes down to well what do you believe a ghost is though because yeah now if you believe a ghost is like when i die it's me but just my spirit wandering around and that's what they're reaching out to I, i'm not sure but now if you believe it's like we are like transference of energy or like we imprint ourselves on things and then certain people can pick up on that energy or like the imprint that we left. And it like plays like a VCR tape or a VHS, you know, like, yeah. Like residual haunting. Yes. That shit. Those always fuck with me. It's just like on a loop or they're doing the same thing. And I'm just like, like, maybe the person taps into it and they can see a part of it that we can't see. I I, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the Akashic record? Uh, it's like i don't think so you don't know what the the akashic record oh so um so you know how like the internet it's like you can't see it but it's there there's like information flying around all the time yes i've watched 90s movies (laughs) yeah so um that's pretty much what um i believe it's a a hindu belief of the uh, what the akashic record is but it's like a, a universal record that Hmm. people can tap into and it's it's thought that the information is already there that there is no original thought that there is no thought we are channeling these informations or these thoughts are coming through us but they are just out here in like in the ether pretty much like in like everything you think takes up that ether and then anyone can just pull from it yeah and so it's it's thought that like Einstein and all these big people who had um, like influence on our civilizations and advancements somehow tapped into the Akashic record. And that's how they got that information. Like they didn't magically come up with it or something like they had the thought, the thought was given to them or channeled through them. And so, um, yeah, the Akashic record, that'd be a a fun subject to do Hmm. an episode on. Yeah. Sounds interesting. So, yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's all I've got for us today. Um, but I wanted to leave everyone with the question of like, do you think ghosts are real? If you do, do you think people have the ability to speak with them? And if you're interested in finding out if you might have the ability, you can go online and take the Reiki test. Is it Reiki test or Reiki? I thought it was Raycon test. Raycon. Oh, I could. But I don't. I have no idea. But I, yeah, I've never taken one. I'm not sure though. So don't quote me because I've not looked it up. 
Yeah, I was I thought about including a little one at the end of this episode, but then I didn't have time to go in and like add one in here. But uh, maybe we can do a bonus episode where we do like a. Yeah, are are you gifted or do you do you have the gift or something like that? And then do the little test in there for everyone to listen to and take because it is interactive. All you have to do is listen, think, and then we analyze what, what happens thought? at the end. Yeah, I, I'll do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, awesome. All righty. Well, uh, that is all I have for us today. Um, if you like this episode, uh, please go give us a review. Uh, we are on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. And even if you didn't like us, go ahead and give us that one star because any star is a star, baby. And I feel like a star. But if you're going to leave a one star, please put why you left a one star. Because I would like to know, like, oh, okay, I didn't know we were doing that or this. Uh, this is like Mario Kart to me. Anytime, it's Any star is a good star. I'm like, yes. <laughs> they love us enough to review us. Oh, yeah. Please send us your spooky stories, the spooky uh, encounters, experiences. Or if you have a friend that something happened to them, uh, have them write in, you know, be like, hey, you should write to this podcast and tell them about that weird thing that happened. Yeah, just put it on there. Be like at the beginning, I would just be like, don't use real name. Or if you won't. Yeah, we're not going to dox you. We're just use everyone's fake name. I, I don't. You tell us what you want to know. Or maybe if you just got like a birthday coming up and you want a birthday shout out, just just let us know, you know, and I'll have Brandy do it. Yeah, I'll see if I can get Mothman to come on and wish you guys No, no, birthday. I'll have Brandy sing happy birthday to you guys. Oh, and like a cryptid voice. God, I wish they could see your face as you were doing it. That is the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Thank well, you. <laughs> as always, keep exploring beyond, beyond the shadows. shadows.